take 43. Mark? Hey everyone, welcome back to the Take 43 podcast, season two, episode what? one. Season two, can you believe that? That's amazing. No, I don't believe it. I, I think you're lying to me. Look down at the computer, it says it right oh, there. Oh, it says season two, episode <laughs> one right there. <laughs> My name is Drew Williams. And I am Aaron Colborn. Dude, so nice to be back. What happened to the first 42 takes though? I got so excited since we took our little break in between seasons. Um, we Like you went to Indiana, I stayed here and did nothing. <laughs> it's the same thing. And so we had some time apart and I was just so excited that we're back in the same room making this podcast that I kept on screwing ruin up the name of the podcast and honestly we, i screwed up our own names as well and i think i ended up it was something like uh welcome to the take 44 podcast with eddie spaghetti and tony baloney <laughs> <laughs> something like that my brain went completely haywire <laughs> that's our uh that's our studio audience, audience yeah. yeah there's a lot of people in here besides <laughs> us um so i want to start off season two episode one by talking about a lot has changed a lot's changed. We've had, had a whole bunch of time for things to happen. Yeah, which is great. And we kind of were digging into this at the end of season one, but I, I wanted to wait and kind of hold off and to make sure everything was final. Until we were sure, yeah. As you'll notice, we have a new cover photo, and it also says, presented by Rhino. Yeah. Rhino Camera Gear, that is. Rhino Camera Gear. We did just make that up. Yeah, that's a real company. <laughs> it's a real uh, company. Hopefully you've heard of them. You know, we've gotten hit up before to collaborate with people, and, and whether it's production or this podcast, and we simply normally say no because there are so many companies that just want an ad or something yeah, like you that. You don't want to just end up in somebody's pocket and like that's right. the be all end all. Like we, we want to do this podcast. I've used Rhino gear for the last three or four years of production. So I thought this collaboration was pretty healthy and organic and thank you, Rhino. Thank you Rode for sending us the new Rodecaster with the pod mics and articulating arm stands. It's changed up our, uh, just our dynamic and, and our workflow a little bit. It's made things a lot easier. So thank you guys for sending that over. And I'm really excited to, as we talk about Rhino, I promise this is going to be the only time we talk about Rhino. Yeah, we're not just going to be a rolling commercial for Rhino all no, the time. We never. promise, yeah. But we do have CEO Kyle Hart. Let's give Kyle a call. Kyle, welcome to the Take 43 podcast. And we thank are you so, guys. Yeah, thanks for coming awesome on. Awesome to have you here, yeah. Dude, it's great to be with you guys. Absolutely. So you are the CEO of Rhino. And our new buddy. And our new buddy. <laughs> new buddy. Well, I don't know if you can go that far yet. Oh, sorry, sir. Still sorry, sir. Like, yeah. I mean, you're you're pushing the relationship a little fast. <laughs> Kyle, I've known you for over we'll a year, We'll take baby man. steps here. <laughs> so back when we were in school together, Kyle. No. Uh-huh. You would have thought that we've known each other for years. But You'd think so. By our it's great only banter. Been, yeah. Yeah. Probably like one date equivalent, you would say. So before we dive into anything to do with Rhino itself, like we want to do a, a couple of questions to just kind of get to know you. And we're going to call this the who you're dealing with segment. And so before we talk about tech stuff, they just kind of generally know, you know, who they're dealing with. Um, so this is going to be it's gonna be kind of rapid fire, one or two word answers. Ooh, fast answers. Yeah, fast, fast answers. Okay. So I'm going to elaborate and talk your ear off. For nope. Nope. Exactly. Not, no, this is, this is just a quick, I like, love doing that. basically okay. who you are. Yeah. Yeah. You're a CEO, but no, we're not going to let you ramble on for a while. Okay. <laughs> Bummer. <laughs> okay. So let's get going. So first thing, a favorite yep. movie. Doesn't have to be like your number one favorite movie. Gosh. What's a favorite movie? Dude, Gladiator is in the top three. Easy. Ooh, that's a good one. That's definitely a good one. Yeah. Last band yeah. musician you saw in concert. Uh, dude, I'm not a band guy, but I took my wife to go see Florida Georgia Line. Okay. And okay. it was the most awkward, like, three hours of my life. <laughs> Can't imagine. Like, I, I bought really cheap seats. Again, I'm going on a diatribe here. This is not a two-word answer. Uh, you know what? We'll, we'll felt... make an exception. <laughs> we'll make an exception. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, but yeah, I was with my wife, and it was a super awkward because there was all these teenagers in front of us. Like, oh, is that like a teenager band? Florida Georgia Line. I don't Line. know. It's, oh, is it one of those country bands that wears really tight Weird jeans? Weird crowd, man. 
They're like a crossover yeah. band, so they're like kind of rock, kind of country. They were like, good though, yeah. Were they? Yeah, but it was just awkward. It's yeah. a far, far away Florida Georgia Line. That's a far concert. Yeah, because anyway. like, where are you? Where are you from? And or where do you live now? I'm just south of Seattle in a town called Puyallup. Is that uh, is that like where you're from? Forty minutes south. Yeah. Okay. Very yep. cool. Uh, hobby that isn't video, Kyle. Long range shooting. Cool. That's oh, my that cool. my, my new gig. Yeah. And are yep. you wearing shorts or pants right now? Uh, shorts and flip flops. I knew and a T-shirt. I, I had a feeling yeah. it was going to be shorts. Always, I just did, dude. Always, <laughs> I'm wearing shorts too. <laughs> even even in business meetings, I'm uh, yeah, I'm a I'm an informal, casual guy. It's really kind Makes of sense. the biggest upside of this whole quarantine thing. Uh, like I don't have to wear pants on a daily basis and haven't for months now. <laughs> it's That's <true>. so nice. <laughs> it's pretty nice. It's very true. So Kyle, thanks again for hopping on with us. We yeah, kind of we gave an introduction uh, before we called you in, and we elaborated to the audience how season two is going to go and why. And we talked about the importance of collaborating with an important brand and someone that you truly believe in, because again, we've been hit up before I've been hit up in production. Aaron has too. Mm -hmm. And we hate the word ambassador and we truly believe in Rhino. Like I said, we've owned thousands of dollars in the gear before we decided to collaborate and do a podcast. So I think that the relationship is extremely important. And I want to go ahead and just throw that out there right off the top that this isn't just a collaboration for, uh, yeah, it's like big O tires came to us and said, yeah. Hey, you know, <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> isn't, um, yeah. yeah, it's like manscaped hitting up every podcaster, you know, right. it's just exactly. So this applies exactly. to us. We like it. We believe in it. And so like, it's cool for us too to have you guys partnered with us. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Likewise. I mean, we're, we're really excited. Our, our whole goal at Rhino is to serve and inspire filmmakers and throughout the whole COVID thing, you know, like we're trying to find ways that we can create more valuable content. Right. And Drew, Drew was actually when, when you hit me up, uh, for Lytra doing that live stream and you were interviewing me and I was like, damn, like this guy is good. You know, like I completely lost my train of thought. And then like you pushed me back in the direction where I was thinking. Was oh, like, that's, awesome. that's like the opposite of what he does yeah. to me on, on a daily basis. <laughs> that's gonna I'll start focusing and he'll be like, Hey, did you see that new video game? <laughs> hey, squirrel. Um, but yeah, like likewise, like you, you know, then we reached out and, and chatted about it and I actually found out that you guys had take 43 already going. And right. so the synergies were there, right? Like it just made sense to partner up and not to duplicate effort and to really try to like what you guys are doing is awesome. Like the content you're providing is super valuable and very informative. So we're stoked to be a partner as well. Cool. Thanks, Thanks. man. I appreciate that. So you, you say that, you know, Rhino, you want to inspire filmmakers. Obviously we've seen with the new your story matters campaign, you are exactly doing that during this time, but why Kyle, why a podcast? Like what's, what's a podcast going to do for, for Rhino? It's a good question, man. Um, honestly, the variety of topics that you guys covered in season one, uh, is amazing. And I'm, I'm personally a huge podcast fan. I mean, you can't, like I try to watch YouTube videos while I work sometimes. Yeah. And, uh, it doesn't work that often, you know, like just right. listening to something is way easier than, than watching or reading something when you're trying to do something else. So, uh, I'm personally a huge fan of the format and it just makes sense to try to provide that value to our customers, uh, through what we're doing with, with, uh, with the take 43 podcast. Cool. Yeah. I have found that, you know, that commute in the morning or that commute in the evening, um, whether you're going on a run or a bike ride, you have those headphones in, 
uh, podcasters simply, it's just an easy way to communicate. Yeah. That's honestly, since I stopped going to work, I mean, I still have a job, but I just don't go into work anymore. But that's, <laughs> I realized that's when I listened to podcasts is when I was in the car. Like I don't, being, yeah. being a post-production guy, a video editor, like I can't really listen when I'm trying to edit something. Exactly. And so, yeah, exactly. my, my podcast listening dropped off to almost a zero just cause I'm not, yeah. in, okay. a car, I'm not in a car anymore. <laughs> well, we saw our analytics decrease slightly as well. Yeah. I, I feel like that's the case with a lot of people. Yeah. So, so Kyle, that's, that's really cool. And I, and I totally agree with you. So the, the format is obviously super beneficial. I also want to point out to the listeners that this is actually one of the only podcasts where we'll actually talk about Rhino products and right. like the history and things, because we're with you. We wanted this first episode of season two to just be fire right out of the gate with Rhino, you know? So for sure, for sure. And even along with that, I'm, I'm normally uncomfortable talking and promoting Rhino when I talk to people about <laughs> Rhino. Like right. I'm, I'm a bigger fan about talking about the creative journey and about awesome. grinding away, you know? And so like, I know we'll get to that later in the podcast, but, um, I won't have very many, well, it'll be like a shameful plug to me, honestly, if I talk about any product. Well, I think this first episode of season two, I think we're allowed to do that. And I think yeah. that with the quality and the guest and the education and maybe even some product giveaways in the future, who knows on this thing? Yeah, like, yeah, I think, yeah, I think totally. this is the time to, to make it shine. And this will be the last time that that you'll this hear about will Rhino. Be the last time. This will be you the You will last. never hear about Rhino. <laughs> you can sue us. Well, and, and just in general, just being a, a production guy before any of this podcast stuff, like Rhino's Rhino is a cool brand. Like yeah. I've heard I'd heard of Rhino, I'd used Rhino stuff. I think they're cool. And so I think it's fine for us to say, you know, Rhino stuff is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we're going to go into Kyle's story. And if you guys want to know anything about uh, Aaron and I, go back to episode one. It's called DNA. Uh, you get to know us as filmmakers and people, yeah. as human beings. <laughs> and people. And we're the, all people. So, Kyle, I want to start this thing off by just diving back into some history, talking about that Kickstarter that once was that sure. engineering process. How did Rhino begin? That's a, this is my time as a yeah. CEO. N now I ramble. This, yeah. is, this is the yeah, one. Exactly. <laughs> this you. isn't like the two word. This is, yeah, you guys better, better buckle up here. Okay. <laughs> Strapping in for <laughs> a long I'll, one. <laughs> I'll try not to give you the, the long story. Um, but I think there's certain aspects of my story, like looking back, realizing key moments that were really important and trying to extrapolate the lesson behind that, like not knowing the principle or whatever that I, I was living by at that time. Um, but you know, when you have hindsight, you kind of, you kind of have a clear picture on how things went. So all that for me started. So I, I didn't have a background in product. I didn't have a background in filmmaking. I went to business school at Washington state, which is a party school of which I did a lot of. Um, and so I was, I was just in that scene right over on the East side of the state, followed my brother, like barely went to class. You know, I ended up getting a degree, which was awesome. I'm really painting myself you know, a great picture here, you know, but um, the the point is that I didn't really know where I wanted to go. You know, I was just this college kid, right? And I come back and I was part of a health insurance business with my family. And so I was like, all right, like, I guess I'll just sell health insurance and did that for like a year and got super bored. Um, and so during the summers, I would climb some of the, the peaks around here. And so I'd climb Mount Rainier. Uh, Mount Adams. And during that, I got connected with um, a couple different outdoor brands and started testing their gear. And so I uh, made a couple like random GoPro videos for them. And they were like, hey, we really like your GoPro video. Do you make corporate videos? And that was one of these critical moments of where I'm like, dude, I have no idea how to make a corporate video. Yeah, what am video. I doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I was like, 
yes. Um, and they're like, oh, cool, cool. Like, how much would that cost? And I was like, uh, five, $5,000. <laughs> and they're like, okay, cool. Like, here's a check for five grand. You know, like, fly out. You know, we're going to fly you out and you can come out and make us videos. And I was like, awesome. Okay, cool. So that's when I went and watched a lot of Caleb Pike at the time, a lot of uh, Philip Bloom. Yep. Uh, a lot of Dave Dugdale, right? Like, all those guys. Early YouTube. In- Dude, this was, yeah, this was very early YouTube. And I bought my uh, 60D and some lenses and had no idea what I was doing. But I delivered what they wanted. You know, they were happy. Obviously, you look back on your work and you're like, all right, that wasn't that good. That was oh, yeah, good. you're never, like a few years later, you're never a fan of the first stuff you did. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it was terrible. And so I was like, all right, cool, man. I'm a filmmaker now, right? And so, you know, my wife, well, I got married in there and my wife told her friends, like, hey, my husband's a filmmaker. And so... I shot a wedding for like 300 bucks. You know, I was like, hey, I'll do it for like next to nothing. And um, that was the last wedding I ever shot because it was so much work and so stressful. I was like, this this freaking sucks. Shooting you weddings know? is the worst. We, we chuckle in the background. Yeah, it's like, yeah, like, lesson yeah. learned. If you've been doing yeah. your production for any amount of time, you've done weddings, leave you it, know you don't like them. Yeah, leave <laughs> it to the wedding pros, man. Those guys are those guys are awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you could turn it into a viable model where you just have it down and it's reproducible. But for me... I, it wasn't my thing. And so I, I did a few more videos. And in that, I learned, I was like, man, you know, DSLRs were just starting out. The 5D Mark II just dropped, you know, a year prior. Incredible camera. Love that camera. Yeah. 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 I mean, that kind of blew up the whole interchangeable HD, you know, uh, interchangeable lens market. So with that, all the gear on the market at the time was large. It was made for like camcorders because that was what you used before. Right. And so I was, a, you know, a, a young quote-unquote filmmaker and didn't have a budget and didn't want heavy gear and so that's really where the ethos of rhino was born was okay i don't know what i'm doing and i want light and compact and easy to use gear and so the first thing that i made was this little handheld gimbal stabilizer you know not a motorized one like we have nowadays right it's like weight based yeah exactly counterbalance and stuff right and so anyway it spent basically took a year learning CAD from like high school students at a local high school using their 3D printer, learning about like how the heck do you manufacture somebody, uh, something and brought that to Kickstarter. And almost, this is another one of those moments. I was convinced that nobody would buy it. And so I told my wife, I was like, Hey babe, you know what? I have this idea for a slider that's better. I'm just not going to launch this thing. You know, like I think it sucks. I don't like it anymore. And she's like, no, like I just looked at our bank account and we have no money. Like you spent $15,000 this last year and she was pregnant with our second child at the time. And, uh, it wasn't really like on top of the finances and didn't realize I was blowing through our bank account, trying to figure out how to make a hardware company. So that was a shocker. (laughs) Yeah. Yikes. Big yikes. And so she's like, no, you're launching this. And so we launch it. And then this is kind of in the prime for Kickstarter. You know, we had great timing as far as the market and as far as Kickstarter as a launch platform. And I think our campaign was 30 days, could have been 45, but we raised 80 grand, which to me, you know, like we're, we're watching like these pre-orders come in as we're laying on our bed at night from all over the world. And I'm just blown away. Right. I'm just like, now I have have to make all these things. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And that was, you know. I won't go into the story there, but we had multiple manufacturers fall through. Uh, it was a nightmare getting them made. Oh, I'm and, sure. Well, I remember yeah. there was a section of that story too that you know making your own bolts and and 3D yeah. printing your own screws and things to yeah. fit these types of sliders and yep. these motors yeah. that just 
no one had it. It wasn't, no one had invented it yet. Yeah. You were the first one to do it. So you were in this kind of trial and error period and then you're seeing these pre-orders roll in and it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. What, like what does it take to, to build something like that? I mean, what are the steps you go through for that? It's that's, there's a long answer there. <laughs> um, <laughs> is there a medium, maybe a medium answer? <laughs> An elevator pitch? Yeah. Dude, you know what's a pain sometimes? Hmm, you tell. Hauling huge lights onto set. Oh yeah, that's like the worst. Yeah, I've tried more compact lights, but they just don't cut it when it comes to rendering true color. Plus, they're never bright enough. Mm -mm, never. But one day, a buddy of mine from the snowboard industry asked me to check out these new lights called Lytra, oh. which promised to solve exactly that problem. They're compact, yet powerful, and with professional-grade color rendering. Nice. Nice. Now Lytra is pretty much all I ever bring to set. Compact, powerful, bicolor, RGB, Bluetooth controlled, rugged, waterproofed, you name it, Lytra's it. That's a whole bunch of stuff. That sounds great. So you should visit our Lytra link in the description below and receive 15% off your next order from Lytra.com. I promise you these lights will completely change your approach to photo and video lighting. All right, man, I'm going to hold you to it. I mean, it, it's taken me 10 years to get to the place to where I feel comfortable saying I can look at something and understand how it's made. And then still not even being at the level, like I look at a MacBook, like my MacBook here, I'm like, holy hell, like I have no idea, you know, the, how, how they produce this at scale and at such quality and how small things are, you know, so like I definitely have a, uh, more of like a mechanical approach to things, but right. I won't answer that in detail, but there's, um, it's a process. Let's yeah. See. <laughs> the mechanical approach is probably a little bit of your engineering brain, I would imagine. It's true. Yeah. I didn't really think, like, I don't think of myself as an engineer. I'm not a trained engineer. But I, I'm like a handy guy, right? So right, I can sure. I can think of things in my head in a 3D space and problem solve, and that's helpful. That's right, right. Yeah. So let's fast forward a little bit now. So sure. the gimbal had come out, it had released. Yep. You hit your yep. goal, obviously. You hit over your goal. Yep, exactly. Were you able to mass produce these things and get them out to the market? Yeah, we were. So we, we finally landed on a manufacturer after our like multiple manufacturers had doubled the pricing and we found one good manufacturer in Ohio, actually, and um, I think we ended up shipping them in March. And then I think the campaign was in October. We shipped in March or April, and then we launched the Rhino Slider in, I believe it was August. Yeah. So two products in pretty quick succession, and the Rhino Slider did a quarter of a million bucks on Kickstarter, which was awesome. At that point, I was still doing my day job, right? So I'm still working two jobs. I'm still trying to, I have two kids at home. And at that point, we kind of felt like, all right, this actually might be legit. You know, let's get a space. You know, so we went and got a, a little like U-Haul storage unit and we moved our racking in there and then we moved our inventory in and only a quarter of our inventory fit. Uh, and wow. so we had to like, we had to pull it all out and like break our lease. I'm like, sorry guys, like we need a bigger space. And so then we moved into the warehouse, which we're still in actually right now. Oh, right. Uh, we, we've expanded in the same warehouse area, but we still have that space for our that we've had forever. So great. So yeah, you yeah. made, you made it and now you, now you're here. So you've come out with the arc one, you have the arc two, yep. you've put motors yep. on these sliders, you can get carbon yep. rails, you can get yeah, multiple focus hat based. It's all controlled. So you went from 3d printing screws for a gimbal to programming yeah. apps and programming these sliders. So you can shoot star lapses at night with, with right. 48 inches of movement. Yeah. How, how do you go from, how do you go from this to that? <laughs> yeah, that's a big Dude, jump. That's, yeah. 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 There's actually a really book by Peter Thiel called zero to one. Um, basically about that. Like how do you get, and he calls it like a minimum viable product, you know, like how do you get from nothing to something that you can prove that you can sell? 
and dude, it's, it's a, it's a long story, man. It feels like every stage of our business has been like starting a new business within a business. So the moment that we decided that we wanted to do electronics, I'm starting over from scratch. I'm like, all right, cool. I know how to machine things out of metal and I kind of know how to injection mold things. Right. You know, I have some experience in that. Now, how the hell do I make a circuit board? How do I find somebody to program something? How do I know how to manage them as an employee when I don't know how any of this works? Right. Um, and so honestly, the Arc 1 system was complete godsend like this 19 year old kid showed up on our doorstep and was like hey i hear you guys want to do motion control i think i might be able to do that and yeah it was crazy but like he showed up at your house Uh, not not like literally (laughs) my house excuse me (laughs) sir (laughs) uh he showed up at our office though because he saw a job posting for it yeah oh cool and i was like hey man i have this idea that if you turn a wheel that it will move the slider smoothly so if you can show me that and like two days, like get that working as a minimum minimum viable product, MVP, you're hired. And he did it in two days and the rest is history. So he developed the whole Arc 1 and motion system, which is still boggles me that that thing even worked. Um, sorry, customers that are listening. Dude, I used that yesterday. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, so a 19-year-old with like zero production experience coded and developed the electronics for that. Wow. Good for him, um, man. Well, that was a... It was a little gym that showed up on your doorstep. <laughs> Didn't right. feel too organic like in said, the story, it a, but it was a godsend, man. It yeah. was. And there's certain things like that that I can't, I can't replicate. You know, I can't. Right. You know that like things happen. You know, like that, and you just all right, cool, thank you. That's amazing. yeah, and it's the same way in the production field. You kind of start out doing all of these jobs. You're a DP. You're the editor. You're doing pre-production. You're the producer. You're this one-man band, almost YouTube-style show. Um, and then you start getting into bigger productions and you realize, Hey, I need an editor. Hey, I need a producer. Yeah. I, I, right. I need someone to write my scripts. I mean, I'm really only good at this one thing, this like, one th- thing, this or, or this is do. what I want to really focus yeah. on so it can be extra, you know? So I think it applies in, in the, the production workforce as well. I mean, you needed more, you need more members to your band. You couldn't, yeah. couldn't do what, the whole show. Exactly. What, and just, as, exactly. j- just like with, you know, making connections with people, it's the same thing. You go on set and you meet people that you didn't know before. And then suddenly you are hitting it off and you guys have an idea together and then you're going off and doing this thing. And it's just like, yeah, these, yeah. these chance interactions in life are like yeah. make up such a big portion of where you end up going. Right. And we touched on that heavy in season one. And I mean, mm-hmm. a, a, an example of that, Kyle is just you and me just right now talking with, right. and what's, exactly. with what's going on because you and I met at NAB 2019 and we did a little yep. video with Rhino and Lytra and hung out with you guys and you saw we were using the slider and it was just high fives all around. It was a great time. I missed NAB this year. It kind of makes me sad. Yeah, I know. And um, sad. yeah, so we hit it off and and then, you know, then we did the Lytra live and now here we are. So I, I again, just stressing that connections are super important. It's and I'm just along for the ride. Yeah, so Aaron, just kinda, Aaron just kind of <laughs> shows up, you know. Hey guys. Hey, sir. <laughs> It's like the little gem on your doorstep. So Exactly, exactly. So Kyle, any update on the Arc 2? We talked about the Arc 1. Really anxious to get the Arc 2 uh, firing up. Yeah, you, you bet, man. So it's it's currently shipping. Um, and honestly, it's 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 one of our best-selling products. It's it's doing well. And I say that with a little bit of a caveat because the, the story behind the Arc 2 is different from the Arc 1 uh, and, and Motion. You know, the Arc 1 and Motion, honestly, that whole project just came together seamlessly with this 19 year old wonder boy right and arc two was a little bit more of a belabored process um 
you know, so we have to go back like past the arc one and we had another project in there called Rove that was like a compact um, cam like motorized camera slider for your iPhone and small DSLR. I still get and ads for that all over Instagram and Facebook. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's going well. We actually got into what, 32 retail Apple stores where it's actually on display. Oh, with, cool. Uh, That's amazing. With yeah. an app. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a, it was a big win for the team. Like that was amazing. That was incredible. Awesome. And so after that project launched, we decided, I mean, everyone was asking us for tilt. And so we said, okay, how do we design something that, that builds off arc one that has, you know, tilt, it has focus, it has pan. And then how do, how do we still make that as easy to use as the first version? Because that's, Honestly, the best thing about motion in Arc 1 is that it takes like two clicks, two very noisy, loud clicks um, <laughs> with the controller, but that's all you need. And the thing is up and running and and you're filming, right? Yeah, right. easy. And so, incredible. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so Arc 2 is a, a big project. You know, like I'll, I'll go into a little bit of the story behind this. I don't want to go too much into it, but as a creator and as a CEO, sometimes you have unrealistic expectations. Right, and right. Because of those, sometimes you make poor business decisions. And this is like, this is probably one of the most like regrettable decisions that I've made as a business owner because it, I'll tell you about the implications of it, but it, you know, it hurts the company. It hurts the morale of your team. And so I was trying to be like the Steve Jobs guy and be like, Hey, we need this done by here. And so we set a hard date in stone that at the time, my experience didn't allow me to know what was an actual realistic expectation. Right. And so I made a poor decision because of lack of experience. So I said, hey, by this date, Arc 2 needs to be shipping. And everyone's like, all right, cool. They're like, yes, man. Right. They're like, yeah, let's do it. Right. And so we basically stop our ordering because we were going to, we were seeing Arc 2 as a replacement for the motion and Arc system, which that was probably also a mistake, uh, not having both those product lines together. And so because of this hard date, we didn't order more of the first system. But then we blew by our, our actual ship date for Arc 2. So now we have, you know, half finished Arc 2 and we don't have product to sell. We just have Rove and that doesn't bring in as nearly as much money as the high end system. And so we basically cripple the business by a, by making a bad business decision, uh, which that's why it's regrettable. It's a great it's a very expensive lesson to make. Right. We're, right. Hey, I'll, I'll never do that again. <laughs> right. Um, and then, you know, there's some unfortunate timing with our team changing up with uh, the electronics team that that also limited what we could get done. And it basically meant there was an eight month delay for Arc 2 to get out. Wow. And, mm. you know, we ended up with one guy working on it and he was our team. His name was Trevor. He's incredible. So if you're listening, Trevor, like you're badass, you're amazing. Shout out uh, Trevor. Yeah. yeah Trevor, I hope Trevor, Trevor's listening. I hope he's listening, man, because he put in like a year of long nights. Like, I don't know how you do that. And so we got to the point of where we're like, hey, this thing's working well. Like we got to ship it. You know, we didn't have all the features that we had promised on Kickstarter, unfortunately. Right. Uh, but we said, man, there's a certain point where you got to ship it. We got to keep the business going. And so we shipped it. You know, response was kind of um, all over the board, you know, like, hmm. uh, some people were super stoked. Some people were like, Hey, you said we could do more with this and we can't yet. So what's the deal. Hmm. And so here's also like a very interesting part of like being a creative and being a business owner is that what I make is extremely personal to me. You know, I, I pour my heart into this stuff. Like I design most of this stuff. I design the user experience of all of this stuff. And when it's not what you want it to be, and then people start bashing it. It's 
it's a very difficult experience to have. And then to be able to like, to lead within that mindset of like, okay, cool. I dug myself into a hole and we need to, you know, we have values at Rhino. Like we, we right. want to serve and inspire our customers and we're not serving them well right now. So like that's weighing on you. And so it's, you know, it was a difficult season of still finding inspiration, still like coming to work and showing up and trying to, to make this thing go and work and have a company uh, even with, you know, that, that turmoil that's there. Right. right? Absolutely. Well, and that's like, that's like any, uh, creative endeavor, yeah, honestly, like exactly. you put something out there, you put your heart, your soul to it. It's like making a movie or making a video or something like mm-hmm. that. And when you get, when you don't get the feedback that you want, it's a little bit crushing yeah. and you have to rebound from that and like, like exactly. reset yourself up and be like, okay, how am I going to do it different this time? What can I learn yeah. from, from how I screwed up before? Exactly. Exactly. And the hard part is that like, I don't want to admit where it's at. You know, and then, right. you know, our, our customers see that and they're like, hey, we feel like you're hiding from us. And I'm like, oh, shit, like I'm not trying to hide. I'm just right. trying to fix it. Right. But I'm not communicating. And so that's where, you know, I, I basically went up onto our Facebook group and said, hey, guys, for me to fill you in and for you to understand, I need to like pull back the curtain and tell you this whole story. And the amazing part there is that I, I did that. I said, like, all right. I'm going to fill you guys in on everything. And then I'm going to post regular updates on what, what our progress is as Rhino. Right. And, and you have, I've, uh, and I have, yeah. yep. And the amazing thing is you know, one guy commented saying like, all right, like this is amazing. Like just because of your commitment to transparency, I went out and bought arc two. Wow. And I thought to wow. myself, Holy smokes, man. Like, I don't know if you guys want me to swear on the podcast. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm fine with that. I like you can say, you can say smokes. Yeah. Holy shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. you gotta, you got to be kidding me. Like, the amount of... This is getting kind of deep. Like, that, no, guy accept, that guy accepted me because I was honest and transparent and forthright yeah, no. with where I'm at in my journey. Right? Yeah, no, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. that, that says a lot about you. That says a lot about the company in general. And, and I read some of those comments, Kyle, like... I read the ones where it's like, oh, it takes a man to do this. And I, and sure, I, I'll, sure. I'll wait. And then there was someone else that put like, I'm happy to wait just because you mm-hmm. did this. And it comes yeah. down to just transparency and communication, yes. just well, like in any relationship. Well, and that's getting respect from people too. And that's not yeah, easy to do. True. You can't just command respect. And so being open and honest with people has garnered a little bit of respect and that goes a long ways. But it does. It does. Yeah. And then along with that, you know. The good thing is that, you know, we have momentum now. Like we've rebuilt the team. Right. So Tre- Trevor yeah. took a position up in Seattle doing some like really cool space thing, which I don't blame him at all. Like he's building like a hydrogen powered spacecraft. Which I mean, is that's some, that does sound pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. That sounds yeah. nice. Yeah. <laughs> like I would probably quit Rhino and do that if I had the option. Right. To. Definitely um, want that. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we, we've since rebuilt the team in the past couple of months. We now have three engineers uh, working on the team, which is more it's as much as we've ever had in the past. You know, like I want to keep Rhino a small company. I don't want to try to expand it and build it into this giant thing. Like I, I like right. having a small thing that feels like family, right? Sure. And so it's, I'm thankful that we can actually make progress now and keep people up to date on, okay, hey, the thing's working well, but here's the new feature we're adding. Here's the next feature we're adding. Here's the next right. feature. What, what do you guys want next? And include them in the process. Yeah. And that's exciting though. Cause you buy an expensive piece of tech gear. It's like the gift that keeps on giving you have, Oh, firmware upgrade. Oh, now I can do this. Right. It was oh, just, just like the, with this yeah. roadboard, yeah. how yeah. we had like the, a little more limited options. And then we updated the firmware and we're like, Holy shit. Yeah. There's like yeah. a ton of yeah. stuff here we can do now. So it's like brand new, brand new piece of equipment all over again.
Kyle, I want to backtrack a little bit because before the, the team came on, the new team, you've built a backing on the Arc 1 and the, the other yeah. sliders. People know who you are. You have this recognition and, and this trust that actually is there, even though you've hit a bump in the road right now. Exactly. Exactly. They know that in the future, they'll be able to rely yeah, on Yeah, there's the always going to be bumps, but it's just a matter of how it's handled. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's as as a creative and as a business owner, you know, it's it's so easy to look around and say, oh, man. If I wouldn't have messed up, maybe I'd be like those guys, you know, like maybe, maybe, you know, and like you're super hard on yourself and like you can't get into that trap. Like you have to take the day to day and say, all right, this is what I have to work with today. Right. And here are the decisions I can make today to to keep moving things forward. And, you know, I can sleep at night well because of that, because I'm making decisions to to serve our customers well, to push things forward, uh, to keep being creative and, and keep designing new user experiences you know that's that's what i'm all about i thought we weren't talking about rhino in the podcast but yeah well hey i I threw up the warning so um (laughs) i kind of want to now dive into this collaboration between us with take 43 and presented by rhino because i want to kind of tell the listeners what they can expect for season two besides obviously the educational content that we provide and our knowledge and our cracking humor and our uh, just amazing (laughs) jokes just constant jokes what are you excited about for season two and and what are you looking forward to it's a good question, man. I mean, one of the things that I want to bring to the table with Rhino being, you know, the main sponsor for this thing is with my own personal story, I I appreciate authenticity above everything else. And I appreciate hearing where other people are at in their journey. And because it man, if we can't be honest, if we can't really bear our I mean, you have to bear your soul all the time, but like if you can't really share what you're learning and what you're experiencing and what you're dealing with, like what are we doing, right? Totally. And so right. that's what I'm trying to bring, especially in this podcast. Like I'm sharing some stuff, right? Right. And and I I see, you know, I want to see you guys continue to do that with the guests that you bring on and encourage one, the authenticity, but two, the uh, some of the principles that you guys had in, in season one and some of the principles I have around just the grind, just about right. like putting in the time, you know, working your idea over and over and over and not shying away from that, you know, and, and being proud of your work when it's complete. I, I think I think that's going to be really good with some of the guys you guys have, have coming on. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I, I really like that, especially um, you're talking about the, the uh, I'm very proud of us trying to make make it very real, trying to keep it real all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. And as a matter of yeah. fact, Drew and I joke all the time that half the podcast is just me talking about having anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> That's real, so, man. That's I mean, real. It's, but it's but it's for real. It like, is real. And I think I think most people out there have that in some form or another. And I think it's good to get you know into the the dirt with people and like yeah, you know, we do this job that we love, but that doesn't mean it's perfect, and we're not perfect yeah. as people. So yeah. happy to be called out as being wrong from time to time. Cause Absolutely, because then, then I'll learn something. Absolutely, exactly, exactly. Hey, really quick, Kyle, and then we'll let you go, man. Let's talk yeah. about the uh, your story matters campaign really quick because yeah. it's gonna be we're gonna be going live next week. I think on Tuesday with me at two fifteen. Yep. Uh, discussing some DP work and lighting, and then we are going to be going totally. into production the following week. But let's let's chat about the Your Story Matters campaign really quick. You bet, man. So, I mean, with with all this, the COVID stuff, and then the the George Floyd case. Let me just put a little preface here: is that Rhino has never been political, religious, like anything. Like we're a camera accessory business. Like we don't feel like we need to take a stance on anything. And we're not trying to with this campaign, honestly. We think we found a universal truth in what we're trying to, to preach, if you will, with this, is that there are certain stories that I've heard and I think our nation has heard and seen that 
that need to be given a voice, that need to be heard in a compelling way to actually see change happen. Yeah, yeah. And the sad thing with, with you know, just a little political narrative here, with everything that happened, I think we had a chance for that. And then that just blew by, you know, that was just like mist in the air that just evaporated. And it was really think, sad to think, see that, you know. Yeah, things just move so fast right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah the whole news cycle. It's like, why can't we just pause and, and just talk about that for, yeah. you know, uh, a year maybe <laughs> totally right. yeah it's easily yeah. Years worth of discussion <laughs> easily easily and so the your story matters campaign is i mean it's our attempt to one try to create some content to share with people to add value to people to have some of these live guests like drew on there and just try to try to teach people what it what does it actually look like to craft a short story in a compelling way from a to z Right from like actually location scouting, which we actually talked about today with Devin Graham, which was super cool. Cool. Um, yeah, I watched some of that. He's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's dude. He, that guy's awesome. He's great. And so the the goal is, you know, we we took a story from our community. You know, we had a little contest for that, and then now we're actually writing a script for it, and we're doing some pre production, some location scouting, and at the end of all this, we'll have a premiere for the actual film that we're creating, and then after that, we're going to be editing up a bunch of videos and creating a page for like a pretty in-depth how-to tutorial for how to craft a short film. Oh, that's awesome. And yeah. And so that's, that's the, I mean, it's kind of a, a Brandon, our, our marketing director and I were talking about it. I was like, man, I think we bit off a little more than we could chew because it's so, <laughs> it's I mean, so that's multifaceted. Short, that's filmmaking for you in general though. Like if, if somebody right. says they bit off just the right amount, they're lying. Yeah. That's yeah. Exactly. <laughs> or they're confused, right? Yeah, or they're confused. Yeah. yeah. I remember you sending me the email and we, we chatted about it on the call and I was like, oh yeah, I'll help you out for sure. Wait, what yeah. am I doing? Yeah. What am I doing? Am I making a ten-minute film? So am I? I don't have. To, I don't know if I have time, man. I, yeah, wanna, I don't know how to write. I want to please I you, Kyle. But <laughs> exactly, I don't know. how do you use a camera? What's you have your iPhone, right? I'm really excited though to continue on with that because it's it's a very unique approach. There are a lot of steps that we're gonna have to take as far as the lives go, but it sounds like it's already mm -hmm. taken off, and with everything kind of done and recorded, and I mean, it sounds like you've got the right guy to do it, Brandon. I spoke with him yesterday and the day before, and and he sounds very on it. So it sounds like he'll be able to. Yeah. To make it happen. Yep, exactly. Yeah, so that's that's that campaign, you know, just trying to add value and trying to really equip people to, to share their stories. Awesome. Well, super excited to see the Your Story Matters yeah, campaign. I'll and be checking in I'm on excited that sure. to be a part of that, Kyle. I appreciate that. And thank you again, man. Really appreciate it. Season two is going to hey, be bet. great. Yeah, and I really appreciate your time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think the biggest piece of advice I have is, you know, if somebody's listening and they want to do anything, it doesn't have to be creative, doesn't have to be filmmaking, product design, uh, anything at all. My advice is to stop dreaming about it and actually start doing something. And with that, you know, somebody might look at like each of our stories and say, how the hell do you get from A to Z? You know, like from where, like I'm designing something with a high school student to like, hey, we're in Apple, you know, that's like a big gap. Right. But it's it's literally a series of probably like millions of little decisions, but it all starts with one decision at the very beginning. And so if anyone's listening, like just start building that muscle called execution, right? Start making decisions and it, you can make the wrong decision. You know, it's and it's going to happen. It's <laughs> going to happen. happen. Yeah. You know, like it's like I love following Elon Musk because he always says, like, do you ever get to the end of a, a project and you say I did everything right? He's like, no, you don't. Never. So you can go into a project and say that I am, what am I going to do wrong? And then try to approach things from that perspective to mitigate the risk in what you're doing. And so 
not to get too far on that, just start doing something, right? Yeah. And just start executing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's totally spot on. We've, we've said the same thing many times before. I'm not doing something. And then you decide to do it. And then suddenly you're doing that thing. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Kyle, thank you so much, man, for calling in and thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Very good. All right. Awesome. Talk to you soon, Kyle. Thanks, Thanks, Kyle. All right. Cheers. I'm just super stoked that they're on board with us right now. Like it's, it's a big boat of confidence and like couldn't ask for a, a cooler company and one that I actually dig yeah. to, to be partnering with us. So make sure to give us a follow on Spotify and give us maybe a little rating. And if you're feeling generous, a good review on iTunes, that'd be helpful, right? I dig that. That'd be great. Also feel free to check out our social links in the description. Yeah. So if you want to check out like maybe a really boring Instagram page, you can come and see mine <laughs> or if you want to go to a cool one and see stuff that's interesting, go to Drew's. <laughs> Wow, I'm flattered. We'll see you guys in a couple of weeks. Thanks Bye, so everybody. much. Talk to you soon.